All right. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. I am Spark the Genius. The podcast is Spark the Genius, and I'm here to spark the genius within you. And it is Monday, December 6th, 2021. Today's guest is Isabel Leong. Uh, she is a digital nomad. She runs a travel blog. She can teach us how to uh, grow traffic on autopilot on your website, how to get media features and big publications using digital PR, how to make money online, uh, do digital marketing. These are all things that I'm interested in. So maybe, uh, you know, it could probably be an entire podcast series on its own, but maybe we can get a little sample platter and then see what we're most interested in. And then we can beg her to come back. We'll see. Uh, welcome, Isabel. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. You're, uh, you're very lucky to be here today because I'm sort of, I'm trying to, I've been doing this podcast for like a year, but I haven't really had a name and I'm, I've decided, okay, I'm going with the name Spark the Genius this time. And um, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see on my shirt, I made a logo. It says sparkthegenius.com, <laughs> which doesn't go anywhere yet. And then it says at Spark the Genius, which is, I guess, my Instagram. Um, I made it for my comedy show last week because last week I made, uh, I did my class show for a comedy class I was in and I decided my act would be like a mini 10 minute version of my podcast, but it was all kind of jokes. But now it's very meta because I'm going to sort of do a podcast with the same name and I'm going to do the same theme song that I did in the comedy show. Can I sing singing my theme song? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't actually plan this. I don't know what the chords wow. are, uh, but I have a guitar, which I haven't picked up in like 15 years. Um, but my, my lyrics in the show, I'll try to sing them. Let's see. Uh, how does it go? If you want to spark the genius, this show is it. And you are clearly mistaken if you think this show is not the best show. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's cute. Thanks. A little humor in there but it's going to blow people's minds when they see it in the comedy and they see it here. So thanks. Um, and then where are you located right now? Yeah, I just moved to Cusco, Peru about a week ago, actually. Wow. Where, and where were you before that? In Bolivia for three months and then Colombia for two months and then Mexico for five months. Wow. So everywhere warm. That is very... Clever. Right now, it's uh, snowing here in Ottawa, and wow. schools are closed because of a snow day. And even I've been following my friend, who's a digital nomad, or she lives in a van. I think she's in North Dakota or something, and she keeps posting that it's like wind chill minus fifteen, and that's Fahrenheit. I don't even know what that is in Celsius, so uh, that would be cold in Celsius. So you are smart to be traveling around. Um, what, uh, what have you done a lot? You've done a lot of podcasts. I see you've done at least like uh, three interviews or a couple of interviews or one maybe. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. What do you normally talk about? Uh, mostly about my journey as a blogger and how it turned into a digital nomad lifestyle. And yeah, basically what I've been doing now, like I teach SEO to budding bloggers as well. Those, those who want to learn how to monetize online and try to leave try and leave a more independent lifestyle. That's everything I want. I was working <laughs> uh, as an advertising copywriter for like 20 years and then 
right at the end of 2015, I left because I thought, you know, I want to try being just working on my own. I wasn't sure exactly what to do. But at the time, I was reading the four hour work hour week. Work week. <laughs> yeah, it was like the one book I've bought in like 20 years. And I'm like, oh, I like this. I like the idea of, of doing that. Uh, and then I was just doing a bit of freelance copywriting, a bit of voice acting. And then finally, uh, like in the summer of 2019, I thought, okay, well, why don't I sell my condo? And then I'll really be free to travel, be a digital nomad. And I didn't wind up going anywhere. I just stayed in hotels in like Toronto and Ottawa. And then finally, March 2020, I was like, all right, I'm ready to travel. I'm going to go to a podcast festival in Orlando. And I thought that was fun. And then I got a ride to Tampa. And then I rented a car and went to Miami. And then... Uh, and then everybody's like, the border's closing. you got to come back to Canada. Ah. And I'm like, oh, God, no. And I flew back. And then, yeah, so I haven't got anywhere. So, so much for digital nomading. But, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still my dream to, to do what you're doing. And I guess it's interesting because I guess I started doing it just before it became, well, with the pandemic and everything, everybody's working remote now anyway. So it's kind of like almost the thing to do. So maybe I just was waiting for the right time and now I can do all the things you're talking about yeah you should totally do it. it's pretty life-changing very freeing as well and and I mean as a creative being exposed to different conditions you get to like really spark the creativity in you as well so that's what I really like about it that's cool well okay so let's start at the beginning like what were you doing and how did you like where were you living and how did you decide to to just travel yeah, for sure. So it all began. So I am from Singapore. I, I did my education in Singapore. I've just been born and bred in Singapore. But it's a small city, very cosmopolitan. And so I've always wanted, I've always had this itch to like, to explore more. And so in 2015, um, as part of my university, um, I went to France for this semester exchange. And so it was my first time buying a one-way ticket. And I just flew to a continent that was furthest away from me, right, right, from Asia to Europe. And it was just very frightening at that time. I was 21. And so it kind of, I knew that after university, I would have to um, kind of like work in a full-time job in a corporate corporate setting in Singapore. And so I wanted this time to really, to really explore my boundaries as much as I could. And yeah, of course, I had so much fun. I really met so many different kinds of people. My whole perspective really expanded. And I created this blog to kind of document my journey for one, but also to provide information for other people who might be in my shoes in the future. And that's how this travel blog was born. And the more I, yeah, the more I went about it, the more involved I was and, and the possibilities really just expanded like, I see people like being able to travel for their work. I see people who are able to like really travel, blog, blog, blog about travel for a living. And so I thought that was something I wanted to strive towards. And so did you do, because I'm really interested in blogs because I feel like, you know, I post on Instagram or Facebook and, mm -hmm. and they can take you down at any time and they, they own the content. So it's good to have your own blog. But then I feel like, oh, will people even visit my blog? Or I guess you could share your blog links to your Facebook and force people to go to your blog. Like, did you build it in WordPress? Like, what kind of blog was it? Yeah, I built it in WordPress. I started with SiteGround as my web hosting partner. Yeah, and then I moved to Lyrical just last year because, yeah, because I couldn't take my, my blog traffic anymore. Um, 
Whoa, you had, you had so much traffic, your website couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's just the plan that SiteGround had. It's just like it was good time for me to move on to something that was a bit more advanced, that, that had better like service capabilities. What what is lyrical? I've never heard of that. Lyrical. It's a it's the same. It's web hosting as well, um, but it is based in the UK, and it feels much more personal. It's like a smaller team. It's uh, it has really great service as well. So it's basically the same thing as SiteGround or Bluehost, just a different just a different oh. brand basically. Okay, so it's not something you'd even notice, like on the blog. You kept yeah, the same blog. You just the... moved the hosting over. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I totally recommend having a blog over over social media because, like, for one, if you wanted to search about something that you've written before, you can't do that with with Instagram. That's and true. I can never find my old posts or comments I know. or something to search. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, if you wanted to write more as well, there's always a limit to how <laughs> how many how many characters you can write on Instagram or that's on true. other social platforms. So yeah, a blog, a blog encompasses like a whole guide that you can write about your whole personal stories. Um, you can even upload multiple pictures. You don't have to always attain perfection as with um, Instagram pictures. That's right. True. Do you yeah. do you use do you use social media as well? Like, do you have Instagram and then tell people go check out my blog? Or yeah, I'm pretty active on all of it actually. Okay, maybe not Twitter because my audience. Yeah, I don't really use Twitter that much. I do use Instagram. Yeah, occasionally I would cross promote it. So I'll ask my followers on Instagram to check out my blog if there is something that I think that they that they would be interested in. But sometimes I feel like the demographic is kind of different as well because people who visit my blog, they already have a certain search intent in mind, like what to do in Greece, for example. Um, whereas for Instagram, they are more of a more of a perusing. Yeah, they're just looking for inspiration. They're just looking for entertainment. And so I kind of tailor my content based on the search intent. And so it doesn't always, it's not always the same. Like when I write a post about what things to do in Cusco, I wouldn't necessarily always post about it on Instagram. So it really depends. That's interesting. And I guess obviously this is like a, wordpress.org like you've paid like it's a paid wordpress page it's not just .com mine was actually a .com and then i bought a oh. domain so it becomes spellaroundtheworld.com okay okay so um have you monetized it or like how do you do you make money from your blog or yeah absolutely or? yeah that's how i um that's partly the reason why i'm able to travel full time i'm able to like make an income online so i have multiple streams of income one of it being advertising. I'm with um, Mediavine, so if you see ads on on my posts in between texts, those are ads served by Mediavine, and it's totally passive as long as you have a steady stream of traffic. So, in a way, um, in a way, traffic is proportionate to the passive income that I get. So I'm always all about optimizing traffic, and then I also like with traffic. It comes with traffic. Um, so because your domain authority is kind of at a certain level already, and so with traffic, um, there are sometimes advertisers that write in to want to place brand placements on my blog. And so, and so, yeah, that's a more active way of income, active way of income. Yeah. 
and yeah, and it involves negotiating and and seeing if the brand is a right fit for my blog post or my blog in general. So that's another way of um, income for me. Okay, can I just ask a quick question? Like, um, just because like WordPress.com is like the free blog that you start, right? So you wouldn't mm -hmm. need hosting for that. So did you switch no. it to something else for the hosting? Or Yeah, I remember, I think, um, yeah, so my hosting was with SiteGround. Yeah, but so it's, so you, you had like a, your so own. So I think it was like, it was bellaroundtheworld.com dot, no, bellaroundtheworld.wordpress.com or something like that. Yeah. And then when I decided to take it seriously, I I bought the hosting with SiteGround and converted my domain to bellaroundtheworld.com. Right, that's when you have to convert it to a paid mm -hmm. WordPress and then you, yeah. you're, you're running it yourself. Because, yeah, I think on WordPress.com, like the free blog, you can't really place ads or anything. They're sort of making yeah, ads from... Yeah, a lot of limitations, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Because I've had a WordPress blog for years. I had... Uh, what was it first blogger and then switched to wordpress yeah blogspot, yeah, blogspot exactly that's what I had. <laughs> yeah and and then that, it's got two names or something and then mm. uh and then i imported it to or export it to wordpress like dot com and then yeah. i'm like oh i better have my own hosting so i've had my own hosting for years but i just bought a template it was called newspaper where you uh -huh. it sort of looks like a newspaper i thought oh, i'll have a magazine about my life but i just found it too hard <laughs> to use so now i'm like wondering do i get another template or do i i just switched it back to wordpress.com actually because i'm like i don't know what to do with this and then i'll mm -hmm. i don't know i was looking at this uh this girl jen glance who i hear on a podcast all the time and her website's cool i asked her what she'd use she uses something called show it which is like i guess you buy templates kind of like wix or squarespace and so i'm still considering what to do but i would love to have you know spark the genius is that my name yeah dot com, uh, <laughs> dot com. Yeah. yeah so i'd love to have that direct to like a really cool website like yours because that's the thing i'm just afraid of if i put everything on social media i don't own anything i can't find it so i'll definitely uh check out your blog and, and want to do something like that so okay so then and how do people find how do they know your traffic like they message you saying we want to be on your blog um, like, yeah so usually those people they would already have their own uh research team and so with research tools like seo research tools like SEMrush or Hrefs or Key Search, you would be able to plug any website that you're researching about into the tool and they would come up with the metrics. So it's not like you can lie, you know, you as the blogger yeah. can lie. They have their own metrics to, they have their own like keyword research, SEO research tools to really go through your blog and your blog traffic. And they find you on their own, like you're not messaging them, they just are finding blogs with lots of yeah. traffic. Wow. Yeah, they're just finding. So yeah, it takes a mix of a lot of um, being out there in the beginning. Like I would have to guest post on different bigger platforms than mine in the beginning. And I would try to be listed in like the best travel blogs or the best Asian travel blogs, that sort of thing. So it really takes a bit of like digital PR to get your name out there in the beginning. Of course, um, there's also like SEO that comes into play. Um, for example, I have posts that are ranking number one on Google and that's how people find me because I post um, like travel tips and then if it's ranking on the first page or on the first result on Google, they would they would associate this um, ranking as you being the expert in in travel, for example. Wow. So, okay. So I guess all your work is about driving people to bellaroundtheworld.com. 
but and if anybody's looking for that, it's B E L, like uh, the last part of Isabel, around yeah. the world dot So yeah, so everything you do is like trying to get people to that website because that's how you're you're building your brand. It's not like oh, go subscribe to my Instagram or something. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of congruent because then you have one clear click click to action, right? And so everything goes to your blog, and and like yes. within the blog, there are also ways for you to capture your audience. For example, with email lists, or or if you wanted them to um, check out your other other social media platforms, it's just like an all in one page where you can find everything about me and all my content that I've covered before. That's good. Cause I'm always like, you know, in my Instagram bio, I put a link tree and I'm like, here's my YouTube, here's my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, here's <laughs> some affiliate links. And it just seems like it's too much. I'd love to have one thing that I want people to go to. And that's what I was going to ask you about too, newsletters. Cause the, everybody says, that's what you have to have. Like, that's what you own. And uh, nobody like, you know, you could lose, like my Instagram was disabled like a month ago and they won't wow. even tell me why. And I'm like, I lost 7,600 followers and 10 years um. of posts. And it's like, but if you have a newsletter, you have a way of just, you know, you own that, that, that group or whatever. So is that what you have on your blog? Like, is there like subscribe to my newsletter thing? Yeah, I definitely have them. And I, I do agree with that as well, because like, remember the, the couple of weeks ago, WhatsApp was down, Facebook was down, Instagram was down. There was no way to connect with your audience. Yeah, every and, and yeah, because I take so much time to write a post each time, I don't always produce up to date posts. Like I don't talk about Cusco or I don't talk about Bolivia in in my in my blog posts as quickly as I wish. So sometimes emails are just like it's just easier for me to communicate with my with my newsletter audience, uh, what I'm up to and what's happening and what you can look forward to next. It's just like a, a condensed version of a blog, I would say. And yeah. it feels more personal because you know who you're writing to. Yeah, that's my dream because I've been trying to figure out the best way to sort of keep my audience in touch with what I'm doing every day. And I'm like, oh, it should be a Facebook post. Or <laughs> um, sometimes I film a nightly summary of my day. Like, Or before it was Instagram stories all day, but I found that too hard. And then the, the files are corrupt sometimes, hard to post on YouTube. So then I just uh -huh. filmed a nightly summary of day. But I'm... I'm like behind months of posting those. I'm like, oh, I got to update those. So it'd be great to just know every morning I wake up and it's like 10 minutes I, or at night or whatever, I'd write the 10 yeah. minute thing. And then at least it's current. Um, and, and what Jen, is, Jen Glantz was saying she uses is Substack. Like, what do you use for your newsletter? MailChimp, Substack? Or? I have recently moved to Active Campaign, but previously I was on Bird. Okay, so I started because the very basic email service provider is MailChimp, right? But yeah. then I didn't really like the interface and there was a limit to the free plan. And then I moved to um, Bert's and it's kind of a new up and coming. I'm not sure if it's up and coming, but it's new and it's uh, unlimited features. So it is easy for me to just send it out easily. Um, and then it got messy because I have... I have my list of travel, like people interested in travel. And then I started building up my list of people who are interested in SEO tips and blogging tips. And mm -hmm. so I decided to get onto something more like more professional, which is active campaign, because it allows you to really segment your groups much better. And there's much more organization there. So things don't get messy and you don't repeatedly send the same people, the same emails. That sort of thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's another question because like that 
I keep talking about Jen Glantz just because she's kind of my idol right now. But she's got <laughs> like she was she had a business um, bridesmaids for hire where she would be hired out as a bridesmaid, and then she has a newsletter, uh, I guess, for that. But she also has she's starting other newsletters about odd jobs or the first years of marriage, and so then that makes me wonder. Oh yeah, should I have more than one newsletter? Like, do I need one that's about my life, but also one about I don't know voice acting tips or or my comedy or uh, if I'm teaching people in, investing tips. So do you find it hard to to juggle more than one newsletter, or is that what you're doing? Well, that's a newsletter? wide range. Yeah, well, yeah, that was absolutely. Yeah, so I would segment, even with my blogging tips, I would segment between people who are just learning or people who are already kind of advanced and one more advanced tips because you are trying to get them as engaged as possible and you want to send as relevant news, as relevant emails as possible. So so being able to segment their interests or where they are at or or like their current situation would really immensely help with engaging with them and getting them to stick stick on to your newsletter instead of unsubscribing. So how many newsletters do you have or, or how does it work? Well, I basically have two, just the travel site and then the blogging site. That's my two main newsletters. And then sometimes with, yeah, with travel, I don't send it that often. I send it maybe once a month. Um, say, if there's, say if there's like new new travel updates or new travel deals or just once a month update about my travel um, my travel situation, I would send it out. Um, and then with the blogging newsletter, because I am constantly, I'm working on that really, I'm putting much more effort on it recently. So I do it once a week and it's either like tips or sometimes it's cross promoting, like trying to get them to join my Facebook group or sometimes it's a new launch or a new challenge that I just launched. And so I would send it out. Things oh like that. And so if I go to your blog, is there more than like more than one place to sign up for newsletters? Say, do you want my travel newsletter? Do you want my <laughs> blogging tip newsletter? I guess yeah, I can go in, look at your website. Here, let's go. Yeah, for, in in general, the best practice really is to have it around. So I have one actually on my menu button right at the top, my menu navigation bar. And then if you scroll down my homepage, there's one about, oh, do you want to learn how to travel more, travel better? You can sign up on my newsletter oh. over there. Oh, and see. if you scroll on to my blogging, um, my blogging post, my blogging tips post, you would receive pop-ups about whether you want to join my newsletter to learn more about blogging tips. So then people who are on my blogging category posts, they are generally trying to learn how to blog better, right? So that's why it's more strategic for me to place my blogging newsletter pop-ups there, my lead-in, opt-in opt -in forms there as compared to having my travel newsletters there. Yeah, <laughs> here, I'm just holding up my laptop. For, so yeah, I see, okay, there's travel guides. So there's a whole travel guide section. Then you scroll down, oh, travel resources and travel inspiration. Then there's travel blogging. So then there's the blogging, best blogging tools, best course creators. And then there's your personal. Oh my God. And then want to travel more? Get tried and tested travel tips to stretch your travel dollar. And there's your bird send and then check out my latest videos is this youtube videos like links to youtube or yeah yeah okay and then brands we've partnered with um i got join the newsletter for exclusive travel tips holy cow so much work exclusive <laughs> media vine travel website designed by hello pomelo so is that 
is this like a custom design or is yeah, this like it a, is yeah. custom designed. Yeah, I worked with a design a website designer to work on that. Wow! You absolutely do not have to have no. so much going on in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. Yes, obviously, I shouldn't get intimidated by this. Like it takes a while to <laughs> to build that all up, but that is so. Cool. See, that's where I should be driving people to, not like, oh, check out my Instagram. Like, <laughs> oh, this is so good. Uh, I don't know where to start now. Let's see. Full-time travel blogger, digital nomad from Singapore. And so what what kind of place are you in right now? Is this like a, like renting a... Airbnb. A, a, oh, cool. Man, and, you just, and you've got a guy there walking around? Is that your boyfriend? Uh, you travel with? Yeah, my travel. Yeah, he's, we've been traveling together a year. Uh, just working online. Well, how did you meet? Oh, in Costa Rica, actually. This time last year, I was in Costa Rica. So, you know, during the pandemic, uh, to 2020, I went back home. So before the pandemic hit, I went back home uh, for Chinese New Year to celebrate it with my family. I was supposed to be there for just a couple of weeks, I think, and then fly out again to the U.S. Um, but then the pandemic hit, and then I was stuck at home. I was just... Super unmotivated, waking up at 10 every day, just Netflixing most of the day. Super unmotivated because I also didn't have, like traffic was down more than 70% as was my income. And there wasn't anything new to write about. So it was just a very down period, low period for me. Until like at a point where it was October, it was eight months in. I was like, I'm not going to spend my birthday at home all bored and, and so low. So I decided to buy this one-way ticket to Seattle um, to meet my friend who was living in an RV and, you know, wreck up some adventures again and maybe start being creative again. So, yeah, so, yeah um, my visa was three months. So in two, two months plus in, I decided to go to Costa Rica to celebrate Christmas and New Year. And that's where I met him because he was, he was my surfing, surfing instructor. <laughs> Oh my God, that's like a romantic comedy movie. You make a <laughs> surfing instructor. Oh my God, because I've, yeah. I've been, I'm in some Facebook groups for like digital nomad singles or nomad soulmates, and oh, I've really? been traveling at all. But I, I, that's what I wonder, like how do digital nomads meet each other? And then you go, oh, you know what? See, yeah, we're we're on the beach, we're surfing. Let's travel <laughs> together. Like that's just my fantasy. So it's <laughs> yeah, you get there as long as you put yourself out there. You got to put you yourself out there. Will... Yeah, you exactly. never know what will happen. That's the thing, because I, you know, a lot of people just meet people online now. You go on Tinder or whatever, and you're swiping. But I think the real romance, like you, actually, yeah, I still like the organic way of yeah. meeting people. Just being on a beach, like I'm sure he, you never <laughs> met him on an on like an app or something. You just got to be yeah. doing something, and you get along. That is mm -hmm. so cool. And if he's a no bad too, then you're like, hey, you want to go to wherever you are now? You just say, pack yeah, up and go. That is so crazy. Yeah, super spontaneous. Yeah. That's, oh man. Cause yeah, I was meeting a lot of um, like couch surfers and stuff when I was living in Toronto and they were like, oh, come with us to Vegas. I'm like, oh, I've got a job or I've got an apartment. I can't just go. But now I'm packed up, I'm ready to travel. And then, I don't know, the pandemic seems to still cut into it. Like if I want to go to the US, you've got to get a COVID test 24 mm -hmm. hours ahead. So I'm like, ah, what a pain, I don't want to do it. But I probably should just go somewhere. Well, that's always a way. Yeah, that's always a way around it. Just look for a place that doesn't require all this uh, complicated. Mm. That's how, that's actually how we moved. We were just looking for places that had the least restrictions like Costa Rica and Mexico at that time. 
That's good because I was in. I mean, that's kind of like my last big trip. I guess six years ago or something. My friend who runs tours to Costa Rica, he took me for a week. It was like a Jewish singles tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then it was, yeah, it was just so beautiful there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to come back every week. And I haven't <laughs> been back, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but that would definitely be a place that I would like to visit. And Mexico, I I was in Cancun once. So mm-hmm. uh, or no, Tulum. I visited a girl there. So. I feel a kinship with those places. Oh my gosh. Cool. Even Canada has so many places to visit. If I could, I would live there for a couple of months just to tour around the national parks. Yeah. Well, a friend uh, was visiting a couple of days ago, like a family friend. And he was just like, yeah, you should just, I mean, you could, you don't even have to go to the U S you could just take a train across Canada and just keep <laughs> getting off and, and having, it's not as much fun in the winter. It's like, Oh yeah, I want to be packed up and like looking for a hotel every day and walking around. Yeah. Like, that's not fun, but I mean you could still. Or and then or my mom just said, "Well, what you just plan your trip and then in the spring you take it." So, but yeah, I mean I've never been across Canada like anywhere really. Mm-hmm. So that's I should definitely do that because then I, there's no restrictions. You just get up and you blog about it. Maybe that should be my blog. Like forget my self help or my comedy. It's like about traveling. Ugh. I don't yeah, know, maybe just I, around Canada. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Tra- Canada travel blog, exactly. And then, then we'll get sponsors from Via Rail and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You can even, yeah, that could even be content for your podcast. And you can still get sponsors with podcasting as well. Yeah, that's the thing. And I guess it could all be combined. It's like my podcast, yeah. the blog. Um, I was offered a radio host job, uh, I guess, a month ago up in, like, northern manitoba near the arctic and i didn't take it because i was wow. too afraid to just be trapped in like a or not trapped but to be in a town of five thousand people for a year and not be able to do anything else but people were saying well if you do it then that's your adventure you could do the podcast um about that place like it was actually it's yeah. a town called the paw and it would be okay the paw the podcast <laughs> or whatever the paw podcast and uh and and because whatever you do, if you feel like, oh, I'm going to be alone there, well, no. But if you can be broadcasting about your adventure in the small town or your adventures in Canada, everybody's with you. Everybody's seeing it. Yeah, for sure. And like with smaller communities, it's also more close-knit. And and yeah. and doing what scares you gives you the best stories, I think. Like I live in a small city with one of the most populous um cities in the world in Singapore I think it, there are six million people now and then I, I I quit everything and I moved to New Zealand in a small town of a couple hundred people it's called Fox Glacier just to work and travel there so it has been it was such a shock it was like both a culture shock and just environmental shock to me because like the closest supermarket was three hours drive away wow so it was quite a plunge but yeah. it was super memorable as well. Like the people I meet there, the the whole new lifestyle that you get to leave. That's always been my dream. Yeah, I'm just looking at Singapore's population. It looks like 2025.686. So it's probably up to six now. And then, yeah, like the couch surfer I met in Toronto was from New Zealand. And she was like, you know, let's get married. And you, we can live in New <laughs> Zealand half the year and Canada half the year and always be in warmth. And I didn't know she's married to somebody else. But that was my dream. I was like, wow, go to sing-. like even just a small town. Like when I visited my friend when I was <clears throat> 20 in France, this little town in Normandy, I was like, oh, it'd be fascinating. Just I'd love to live in a tiny little town like that and get to know all the lo- local characters and just be such a 
interesting experience. And I guess now you could do that. You can get an Airbnb in a small town and just try it out for a couple of months. Because yeah. what's the difference? Like, I'm in Ottawa, but I'm just online mostly anyways, so it doesn't really matter yeah, exactly. where you are. There's internet. Yeah, you, you get... Yeah, you get comfort with your online community, so that's that's fine. That's a relief. That's a consolation. Yeah, everybody, look at my Instagram story. I'm on a <laughs> plane. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Huh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's see, you're yeah, you're like I can see. Like, how do people find you? They're just searching for digital nomad or travel tips or. Um. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Mostly, I think uh, I blog about a range of topics. Sometimes, um, like most recently, people would email me because I wrote about living as a local in Puerto Escondido, Mexico, which is a small beach town in the state of Oaxaca. And I lived there for like close to three months. I wrote a lot of local tips. And so people, it's an up and coming digital nomad destination, I think. So so I get a lot of inquiries about how it is like to live there. And then also like I lived in Costa Rica for a month in, in a really small beach town as well. So, and I wrote a post about best restaurants there. So people were writing in to ask me about the situation there and all that. So it really ranges. Sometimes people come across my Instagram and find out that I'm a digital nomad. Or sometimes it's people, friends referring friends, that sort of thing. So I guess basically it's just putting yourself out there and yeah. people will know you for who you are. And and if, and if something aligns, you know, you attract the, the similar types of people. Yeah, I guess you never know what it's going to be. Like I did a, a little speech at my dad's retirement party like 10 or 12 years ago or something. And uh, and that's what I when I see my blog traffic, I see that everybody's searching for dad's retirement speech. That's how they're finding mm. me because they want to know how to do a speech for their dad's retirement. So they watch the video. So like and I never would have thought that that was going to be my thing. What was the town in Costa Rica you were in? I just want to see. Tamarindo. 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 I wonder if I if that's where I was. Tamarindo, Very small Costa town. Yeah, I know we were in some little town. Let's see. Best of Tamarindo. So I Google that. I get TripAdvisor, Costa Rica experts, um, two weeks in Costa Rica.com, how to travel Tamarindo, the barefootnomad.com. Should I visit Tamarindo? Let's see if I do restaurants. And then we got a list of restaurants. There you are, top uh, search right after TripAdvisor. <laughs> Bell around the world, 17 best restaurants in Tamarindo. I can't even believe there are 17 restaurants in Tamarindo. <laughs> yeah, it's really small though. So you really got to go into the hidden alleys. So the 17 best restaurants are also the 17 restaurants. <laughs> I'll bet. That I no, there's more. Oh, okay. A virtual trip. Oh my gosh. That's the thing. So that, you know... It, it'll oh wow so beautiful so be, oh, pico is my favorite cafe of all time oh my gosh yeah so it's like you know you just find your niche like it'll be harder to become the you know people search travel they're not going to find you but if you stay in a little town and you write about it then you're going to mm -hmm. be the person who's the expert on that and then they write to you yeah. so, i was gonna i was gonna ask how you get in touch with your community like how do they reach like i guess you have a facebook group and you have your newsletter but yeah, so do people email you to keep in touch with you or how do you find out like what your community's wanting or whatever? Um, as in, is your question about how I brainstorm new topics to write about or how no, do like how do you, how do you, how do people message you? Like, I guess the most I keep in touch with people is on Facebook. Like they'll leave comments on my Facebook posts or something. Like are people leaving comments on your blog or how do you interact mm -hmm. with people? 
Mostly they mostly through my email newsletter or if they would write in, then yeah, it's a one-to-one email correspondence. But otherwise, mostly on my newsletter and and Instagram is the closest, it's the place where I update my stories the yeah. most uh, most frequently and with the most up-to-date updates. So yeah, I think people who really want to follow my journey, they would be on Instagram. Although I'm looking at your website and the top right, there's a link to your Twitter, your Facebook, and your Pinterest, but you don't even have an Instagram link. Yes, I do. Doesn't? Mm. Yes, it does. It's the beside my YouTube. I think maybe you might have to expand oh, it. Oh, is it at the? Oh, may I have a very small Pinterest? Oh, yeah. Twitter, sorry. Facebook, Pinterest, yeah, right. YouTube, Instagram. I've, I've got a tiny MacBook, and I had to make it full screen. Now I see it there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Good to know. Good to know. I never post on Pinterest. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, let me Pinterest see. is more of a traffic driver for your blog. It's that's, yeah. most of the time that's, that's the purpose of Pinterest. Yeah, like I had um, if then, if this then that or whatever set up on my Instagram or like so that anything on my Instagram would go to my Pinterest. So I've got like a Pinterest page with just my old Instagram mm-hmm. posts, which isn't that useful. But that's a good idea just to post a picture of like, you know, here I am at the cafe or, or something on Pinterest and then people will find find you through that. Wow. Yeah. About destinations, theme travel, adventure travel, budget travel, best stays. Yeah, the thing is, I like to write about everything. So I try to organize everything into different themes on my blog. Because, yeah, I write about blogging one minute. I write about digital nomad. And then I write about best restaurants. So I like yeah. to cover a whole range of topics, which is not necessarily the most strategic way forward if you're trying to rank on Google. But that's just the way I travel. So I didn't want to miss out on anything just because... I'm writing about one thing, you know. Yeah, because it's tough. Because I, I like, I have different interests, and yeah. and that Jen Glantz woman has different interests. And she was asking, <laughs> she's on this podcast, James All Teacher Show, and she was like, should I just focus on one thing? He's like, no, you got to work on lots of things. You never know what's going to hit, and it's good to have different interests. So, yeah, obviously you could just be the I'm the cafe in Mexico person or something, but yeah. then you know you've got all your interests and stuff. So might as well become this this personality that people love. Uh, that's, what's what's a typical day like? Like how off? How long do you for write? me? Like if you, if you do you sit down and write your newsletter in the morning or just sitting on the yeah. beach? Yeah, every day ranges. So I because I have so many. Like I have um, this travel website, and then I'm also focusing on my blogging tips and the community that's trying to learn about blogging. So I have this calendar where I try to put. So it's a system that I recently created, and it's really worked out well. For example, I'm present on every platform and I'm also trying to grow my YouTube. So I have this calendar where I have um, like every Friday I would post a new YouTube video um, and every Wednesday it will be a new blogging blogging post, a post about blogging. So then everything is consistent and so I would work my way based on that. Do you find uh, it hard to like you know, you're always in beautiful places, you're with a surf instructor, do you find it hard to sit down and work? Like, it's like, oh, I should be out exploring. Or do you take your laptop to a coffee shop and that way you're like, at least I'm sitting out and I'm working or I'm by the pool. Yeah, so I would usually book a place one month at a time so that it gives me ample time to, actually one month is not enough. So best case scenario is between two to three months. So then I have time to work maybe like five or four days a week and then try and play or try go up, go up on adventures, hikes, that sort of thing um, in the other off days. So, so that's the routine that I've managed to set myself up with. 
But like in the beginning stages, when I was in Costa Rica, I knew I only had one month and I only knew, I knew that I only had like 10 days to surf. So I was really playing a lot. I wasn't working much at all, but it's a good, it's a good thing that I have a blog because then with my December, December is one of the best times to travel. And so my search traffic also goes up. And even though I took a month off, I still had passive traffic from advertising, you know, so it, it wasn't such a, it wasn't such it's I wasn't in such a bad situation or a bad place where I was working and earning no income at all. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then so the blog and all of that. Oh, wait, I just fl- I, I didn't know if I press my camera, it flips to the other side. I was just trying to focus on myself. Interesting. Um, and it all like this all pays for everything like that's your I guess that's all your income. You don't have a job. It's all blog advertising. And everything blog advertising and sometimes I also do consulting for other tour companies um, with SEO because they are struck because of the pandemic they're struggling no one's coming to their brick and mortar store anymore Mm -hmm. which is why they are shifting towards um, online getting more traffic from people searching about about tours in 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 that in that city but they're struggling with it because they're used to physical physical people physically coming into their stores to inquire about tours and so that's where I come in and help them to really optimize their online presence and and get more traffic online. So that's the other that's the other source of income also, and that's the other thing I like to do because yeah, I'm all about like search traffic and all that. Do you reach out to them or do they find you on their own and ask? It's it's quite organic. So I was initially just like re- like keeping trying to get in touch with local tours because I wanted to promote local tourism during this pandemic when there was nobody traveling. So, um, and, and then we started working together as a, like as a blogger, tour operator kind of relationship where I would promote their tour in exchange for a tour that they would, um, they, they would offer. And then, and then as we got to know each other, they knew about what I was doing and how my posts were all ranking on Google. And that's where they came yeah, that's where they started asking for help with with this skill that I have. So cool. Oh, and I was going to, you said you have a Facebook group. What do you do with that? Yeah, it's called Skyrocket Blog Traffic. It's basically for content creators who are trying to learn how to grow traffic. And every week we host a, an expert session where we talk everything related to blogging and making money online. So like last week it was about affiliate marketing, which is... Um, you promoting a product and getting a commission. So that could be a form of passive income as well for people wanting to work online. And today, actually, this evening, we will be talking with a conversion expert about how to convert, how do you get leads and how do you convert these cold leads into customers? So we have a range of topics. Like previous weeks, we were talking about brand storytelling. We were talking about email marketing, video marketing, that sort of thing. Wow. And so... Do you charge to be in the group or what's the... What do no, you no, no. It's, not, it's totally free. It's just like a community where people just learn, connect and yeah, basically engage with each other. I'm trying to make it as um, value-packed as possible mm. and and it's free for people to join. I just have to... Yeah, it, it's always there and I would promote it in different groups and different platforms sometimes so it just grows organically. That's great. Yeah, okay. Because I... Uh... I've been thinking I need to start a Facebook group, although I wasn't sure why. It's like, what's the difference mm-hmm. between just having people on my profile or whatever? Um, but I met this girl who was giving a speech at, uh, <clears throat> I think it was 
Podfest virtual or something. You'd like her, actually. You remind me of her. Her name's Kim <laughs> Dang. Kim, I don't know where she's from. Maybe Singapore. Um, but she's kind of, yeah, kind of a digital nomad as well. And and she, her whole thing, she invents um, Chrome extensions. Like, I, I subscribe to one wow. that uh, I add to my Facebook group. So if you go to my Facebook group, it asks you for your email address, and then it automatically... Like it just in the questions, but it automatically imports it into an Excel spreadsheet yeah. so that now I've got an email list of everybody who joins my group. So that's yeah. a good way of, of, uh, and then they can be on your newsletter or whatever. So maybe, maybe you guys, and, and she teaches courses on how to monetize your Facebook group, like have the group, but then get people to take classes or all that kind of thing. And then she's always, I'm in Miami now, I'm in Las Vegas and whatever. And it's like, oh my God, I, I want to live her life kind of thing. Um, wow. But yeah, so because I was thinking like, and one of her interesting tips, which uh, I'm going to start doing, is like she was like, you know, use every part of your Facebook as as something to drive people to your group. So on your banner uh, image at the top of your page, it can say, hey, click here to join my Facebook group. And you click on it and then you just see the description of the photo. But then there could be a link. Here's my Facebook group to join. So I'm going to do that. And I was thinking I should have a free group like you have like here. We'll talk about whatever tips I have. But then I was like, oh, I should have a paid group as well. But I don't even know what mm-hmm. I would charge people. More. But even having a big free group you can use that community to like if you have a paid thing hey sign up for my this or yeah. hey everybody click my affiliate link or whatever it is like once you've yeah. got the community then you can figure out or even you could just uh you know if you've got your sponsors you say hey i've got this facebook group with a million people do you want me to put an ad in there that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. that's all pretty cool i'll definitely have to join your group and and feel like yeah. I'm part of the community and, <laughs> yeah and, it's skyrocket block traffic you can probably be searching on Google, on facebook Oh yeah, here I'll I'll do that right now. I listened to a podcast. These two guys from um, Australia. It's called the Weekly Planet, and they talk about movies and mm-hmm. comics. And then even while they're doing the podcast, they just do it one one like unedited chunk, and they're always like, "Oh, let me look that up, that actor or whatever." So I'm doing that right now too. Sky mm-hmm. Rocket Travel. Let's no see. skyrocket block traffic. Oh. A blog traffic. Okay, blog traffic. There it is. Who is this for? A community for aspiring content creators, bloggers looking to scale up their sites, grow traffic organically, reach a wider audience. And it says six posts a week. All right. So let's see. 253 members. You're about to have 254 (laughs) if I get accepted. What is your blog URL? Oh, man. All right. So right now it's joshraklis.wordpress.com. But with your guidance, I'll come up with something better. What is your contact email? I'll oh, see so you're already collecting the emails. You're on, you're on top of this. What would you like to j- gain out of this group? Uh, learn how to be a digital nomad. All right. And then I click submit. And then boom. That's exciting. My God, you're all over there. You're like the, I can see you giving like a Ted talk or something about all this nonsense. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I wish. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's so many aspects to blogging. So really baby steps one day at a time. But I like how you're blogging because a lot of the stuff I hear about, like there's so many podcasts on how to make money on YouTube um, or Instagram or, but you don't, I don't hear as much about blogging anymore. Like I know that's how Paris Hilton got, is that his name? Perez Hilton got huge. Like he was the celebrity blog, but uh, you know, I don't know if as many people like blogs were big 10, 15 years ago. Like, and I don't know if people still do them as much, but you should, because Mm -hmm. that's what you can own. And obviously like you've got your one website that drives everybody and there's Mm -hmm. a million things. Like if you send everybody to Facebook, then 
it's Mark Zuckerberg making all your money. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's more reliable. You never know, like if the new TikTok is going to come up, and then people or advertisers or brands are going to going to focus more on that new platform. And then even if you've got a million followers on Instagram, your value is no longer there. Whereas people are always searching on the internet, and that's where it becomes valuable. Because depending on what you're writing, you can always rank for those search terms and it's not going to run away. People are still going to be using, or even more, in fact, people are going to use the internet to search for everything in the world. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, uh, I, I, my, uh, there's this woman, Lee Romanov, who's kind of my mentor, and she made millions online with a website and stuff. And she, she has her own website building platform. I'll put it in my uh, podcast description called Income Activator. And she's always, she's got so many videos all about this, about like, do not, like you've got to have your own blog, you've got to have your own traffic and put ads on it because otherwise that's how Facebook and it, that's how they're all making money. You post your content and they post ads around it and they make billions and you, you know, you're just posting stuff. And again, yeah, like you said, they, you can't search on Instagram really. Like you can't, you need to have your own website and have the traffic. And then, and then like you were saying, like Vine was the big thing for a while and then they shut it down. So every Viner who had built their career is gone now. Like it's, yeah. you can't, you can't rely on that at all. But, but even even if Google somehow disappeared, which it wouldn't, obviously, like you'd still exist on the other search engines and stuff. Like it's your permanent mm -hmm. thing that you own. So that's very cool. So, I mean, I'm sure you've got stuff to be doing. Where are you again now? In Cusco, Peru. I actually, okay, this is a random fact, but I actually just adopted a pregnant kitty uh, for pregnant. the time that I'm here. Yeah, because, um, so... Uh, the three months before this, I was in Bolivia. I was actually pet sitting three dogs and a cat. And I had so much, such a good time because in Singapore, I never had a, like a big pet, you know. I had hamsters and I had fish, but I never had like a dog or a cat. So it was yeah. really fun pet sitting them and um, having the place to ourselves. Um, yeah, and really exploring the local, local area. So, um, and then we had to move to, Cusco because my three-month visa was up and I was like oh I just wish I had a pet that I can call my own even though I'm staying here for only a month and then there was this opportunity that came up I don't know it was manifestation or what but yeah there was this opportunity to provide a foster home to a kitty because because she's pregnant and she gets territorial so I now have a fun companion while oh living God. here so cute that's my because <laughs> I had fish and hamsters and guinea pigs but my dad was allergic to dogs he never let me buy one oh. I was always always wanted a pet and then that's the thing you think oh if I'm a digital nomad I can't have a pet is that, yeah. what, you've, is that what you've done like you've like you pet sit and return for a place to live like I know there's people yeah. that, do that no I've yes and no I've just recently did it in this Bolivia gig but apart from that I've just been living on my own like yeah. finding finding uh, rentals on my own yeah based on yeah based on the cities that I want to stay in and then so you, that was you, a fun. Yeah, that's a fun bonus. And then you've got yeah. the Airbnb now, but you've got the cat that can live with you while it's. Just yeah, you. yeah. Does she like yeah. you? Does she all like? Oh, you're totally. She's like she would. She would try and have you within her sight wherever I am. So if I'm in the kitchen, she would come. But of course, she wants food too. Yeah, but when we're off to bed, she would come sleep with us on the bed. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. I wonder yeah. if you'll miss her when you move. It'll be like, oh, how's she doing? I know. I miss the the pets in the other place. And so that's why I had to get this one. Not that the pets miss me. No, I know. But... I think they do. I think they do. You see those videos like in Africa where somebody raised a little lion and then he comes back 20 years later <laughs> and the lion recognizes Ooh. him and gives him a hug. 
That's what yeah. I always imagine. Every time I meet a pet, I'm like, will they know me next time I see them? <laughs> I like yeah, to think so. Cute. I wonder the same thing about humans, too, and I don't think they really know me. Uh, <laughs> you're the bald guy from the podcast. I don't know who you are. All right, so what time is it where you are right now? It's 11 in the morning. Okay, so here as well, so that's not... <laughs> I don't even oh, know where good. Peru is. I should look at a map. South um, America. Yeah. Um, yeah, near close to Bolivia, Colombia, Brazil. It's where you're very close to the Amazonian forest. Oh, my gosh, so beautiful. I got to just pack up and go. This is mm -hmm. it. To warmer uh, pastures. Yes, I do not want to... I'll show you I can move my phone here like this is what's going on outside right now like can you see that I do just... miss snow though it looks so pretty I, I always miss the autumn and the snow seasons. yeah it's, it's pretty I don't know I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm torn like it's like it is nice and it's cozy but I feel like you get so much more life like you get a whole six months yeah. extra because when it's warm you just put on your shoes you go out like here it's like oh do I want to go outside yeah, yeah. you become sedentary yeah, like it's Me too. In the summer, I walk to a coffee shop and I'll just sit there and watch people all day, but nobody's sitting outside mm. in winter. You kind of don't see people, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out because I know people when they say they move to Florida or something, they miss the seasons because then it's always the same, but mm. but we'll see. So, and then what are you up to? You know, it's 11 a.m. You're in Peru. What do you, what's, your, what's your day going to hold for you? What am I doing? Oh, I'm actually hosting a giveaway for, for people, for bloggers and so I'm setting that up to run as soon as this call is done. And then at, yeah, at 5.30, we will be having this expert session. And we will host it live on the Facebook group on, on conversion. Oh, wow. So that's and, what I'm going to, I will, I'm, maybe I'll be in your group by that point And I can yeah. join your thumb. I, and then see, that's the thing. You know, even if I'm trapped in a basement in Ottawa, like I can sort of <laughs> live vicariously through you. And you said you talk about affiliate links. Um, did you get my message about uh, like picking an Amazon product to recommend? Oh, yeah, I well, did. Well, let me tell you about my new my new thing because this is like I, my podcast has just been generally just random chats with no structure at all. But I'm trying <laughs> to gradually think of like I did my theme song with you, um, and then another idea I had was like because I have an affiliate. Um, you know, affiliate links. And I've also got an Amazon page. Mm. Like right now it's amazon.com slash shop slash celebrity Josh. Cause that was my blogger name before, but now I'm spark the genius. But, uh, but I thought, Oh yeah, maybe a way to monetize my podcast would be like, get each guest to just mention a, a product or a book or something they like on Amazon, or maybe they've got their own book on there. And then, you know, we talk about it for 10 seconds and then I can be like, Oh, and the link is in the podcast. And then maybe people yeah. click on it and buy it kind of, do you like that idea? Like, cause you're the affiliate. Yeah. Expert. Sure. I'm just thinking, what is your, what do you think your, the, your audience is, is geared uh, to it? Yeah, I know everybody asks what that is and I, I better figure that out. Cause like, even when I ask like people like Dean Graciosi or, you know, these big, um, motivational coaches come on my podcast. They're like, well, what is your pod? Like who's your audience? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just my mom. <laughs> like even my mom doesn't listen. Um, I guess it's like, yeah, I should find a niche. Like I'd love to be the digital nomad guy. But I was always like, but that's not completely me and I'm not even going anywhere. It's more, I guess it's kind of like, I don't know if this is too vague, but I, I'm kind of like a Tim Ferriss or a Gary Vee, like doing experiments. Like I like, I like, try, I like always trying to improve myself. Like I've just downloaded a fasting app, like so that I'm 
eating only in an eight hour window and it times mm -hmm. me and I'm always looking for ways to make money online, like learning about blogging or affiliate links. But I also like doing stand up comedy, but I'm also a copywriter, but I'm not going to do a blog about how to do copywriting or how to do voice acting. I feel like those could be subtopics in my group. It could be like, if anybody wants to try voice acting, I'll do a one hour workshop or something. Like I don't want to be the voice yeah. acting guy. Um, I feel like I wish I was you, just this multi-dimensional digital nomad yeah, and make money online. Yeah, yeah, the core topic could be digital nomad then. If that's the case, then um, like two of the products that I've been really looking at um, on Amazon is the JBL speaker, because I've been traveling for a year now, yeah. and in Mexico, people are always blasting music. In Costa Rica, people are blasting music at the beach, and then mm. that made me wish I had this JBL portable speaker, this clip-on speaker that is really um, very handy to have, and it packs light as well. So I, I recently just got that. And also a Kindle Paperwhite, something that I've wished I've I had while traveling all this time because long bus rides, long plane rides, um, and I wish I had a book. It, it helps to stimulate my writing skills as well. So those two things are what is on my mind in Amazon. The thing about being in Co being in South America is that it's hard to ship anything from Amazon, which is why yes. I've been trying to just find deals on physical stores here. That's a good idea. Yeah, because that's what I realize now, too. Like, Amazon isn't everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. It just seems to be the main affiliate program. Like, you know, if I'm sharing links, I've got, I'm, I've got, like, what Lee told me, sign up for affiliate things and get people. But I, I'm members of hundreds of them. But I'm, am I going to get people yeah. to go directly to the Spanx website or whatever these affiliate links I have? So I figure, but most people buy on Amazon. So I figure if I click yeah. on Amazon link, though. So that's why I was thinking that. But I could also find... Yeah, because I've got affiliate links to my hosting, my website hosting, or my podcast hosting, or all that. But that's a very niche thing too. And if I'm not specifically talking all the time about podcasting, the odds that one of my listeners, oh, I'm going to get a podcast, I need to use Simplecast or whatever. Like I feel like I'm not going to, and and even those would be a one-time thing. Maybe I get ten bucks from it. But if I have people repeatedly visiting Amazon, maybe yeah, I get a it thing. accumulates. Yeah, but I I make no money from any of that right now, anyways. But those those are good tips, and yeah, even the the paperweight. Because when I was, I did my one month in Europe when I was twenty. This is before the internet or whatever. So you'd have to carry your Let's Go big paperbacks, mm -hmm. or I'd have my John Grissom yeah. book, The Firm, to read on the train. But now I guess when people are digital, you've got a a Kindle like which is kind of like an iPad I guess which is for books mm -hmm. and then you can bring whatever book you want which is brilliant because you can't be lugging yeah. around a library yeah uh, which is interesting too just a side note like I was wondering why didn't I film things in Europe when I was 20 and stuff but of course <laughs> back then you would have needed a giant video camera with VHS what am I going to carry like a duffel bag of VHS tapes <laughs> to keep recording like that's why I wasn't filming myself that doesn't make any sense but now of course you can film yourself with your phone and that's why it's called digital nomad okay now it's all mm -hmm. making sense in my head it's all digital cool well i mean we're at 58 minutes this could be like an exactly an hour podcast so thanks for uh, being part of my new song and the speakers and yeah i definitely should get speakers as well because that way you're bringing music with you everywhere you go or even a podcast and you don't have to stick your headphones in because i find that if you put your headphones in, you're less likely to meet people. People are like, oh, they got headphones. I'm not going to say hi to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so then you'll miss out if, like, the surfing instructor wants to talk to you, but he's like, oh, she's got her headphones in. I can't, I can't talk yeah. to her. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you in your group, and hopefully, uh, you know, I, 
you'll be on the podcast again. I feel like James Altucher Absolutely. always has his favorite guests come back on. You can talk about new topics. Yeah, and stuff. it's been really fun talking to you, even though it was random. Yeah, exactly. Totally. You mean a <laughs> random discussion? Yeah, random loops. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, that's what I like to do, just sort of figure it out. And, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, we can niche it down next time. That's very cool. <laughs> and, and so everybody go to Bell, B-E-L, bellaroundtheworld.com and join all her newsletters and her life. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Belle. you. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice right. speaking to you. Anytime.